This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Joining us today is an inspirational air show and airline pilot, Patrick McAlee. But before we begin, we have a few announcements. Uh, first, if you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, you can find all the career coaching, the scholarships guide, and various online courses there at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, if you are interested in that scholarships guide, we still have some free coupons it's the pay it forward coupon that you can use gives you a free scholarships guide and access for one year remember we update that every month latest edition we have 64 new scholarships and six updates and also that new category scholarships for adults don't forget to check out our youtube channel where we're talking about a lot of those things as far as furlough and what the terms are there's a lot of questions there and uh, you know i've helped a lot of people 11 years as a alpa representative for the furloughs at united express so if you want uh, some really deep knowledge, we're going to have it there. We have more uh, videos coming up, and so check them out on our YouTube channel. Anyway, joining us again is Patrick Mackley. He is an amazing air show pilot, incredible act, and an incredible person inspiring uh, both the youth and everybody in aviation. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Hey, thank you. It's awesome having you here. Uh, actually, interestingly, I was out there looking at your YouTube channel last night and uh, checking out some of the new stuff you're putting out there. Pretty cool stuff, man, uh, doing it uh, virtually. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's something different, but it's something I've actually wanted to do for a long time. Uh, so I'm just using this time to do it. Yeah, we all have a lot of time. Um and what's interesting is, Patrick, you have a unique angle on two businesses, and that's both the airline business and also the air show business. Uh, and there's people that are interested in getting in, in, involved in both, and you, you've done it. You really have. Um, but you have a unique story. It goes way back in aviation, uh, and you've really come through. Uh, it seems like you've been involved since a, a young person. So tell us a little bit about your background in aviation. Uh, well, I'm kind of if you would, third generation, technically, I guess second, because my dad was kind of the first pilot in our family. And then his brother, my uncle, um, kind of followed his footsteps. And then I followed their footsteps. So I guess technically two generations, but uh, they were both airline pilots. My dad, uh, my dad is, is one of the most amazing backgrounds ever. Um, it's so weird because if you ever met him, he you wouldn't think it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> until you watch him work and then you're like, wow, this guy's brilliant. Um, but basically he's the one that really kind of inspired me as to become a pilot. And then a lot of avenues I went from there following my path to the air show thing. So really my, my airline side, was kind of inspired by him. And then he started taking me to air shows and stuff when I was as young as about five years old. As he probably told me before that, I just can't remember it. Um, and Oshkosh was always the thing. I mean, I've been to Oshkosh probably over 30 times. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that was our, you know, if I got good grades in school and everything, you know, most families say, oh, we'll go to Europe, we'll go to here, we'll go to there. And that always was offered. I still wanted to go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So, uh, and there I started meeting a lot of the pilots, being on the show line every day, all the time. You know, they were my rock stars. And then they kind of befriended me and, and got me going down that route. So, but my dad had flown for the original Ozark. He was in the first class not to fly a DC-3. Um, before that, he worked for McDonnell Douglas in the Gemini Space Program. 
um, working on the capsules that were sent to space. And uh, then uh, my uncle worked for the original Piedmont. He was on the 737 there. He passed in 2010 to cancer. But uh, my dad's built three uh, award-winning or two award-winning biplanes, and then he finished off my uncle's airplane for him. Uh, before he passed so a lot of building background there I always helped my dad I mean my my high school education was in my living room and airplanes and stuff in my dad's house I didn't really go out too much I do a lot it was get home and get rib stitching while I'm on this trip you know that was for my dad so um, and then just kind of went from there you know took off I've always been in it I mean my mom you know she passed away too but uh, she would always tell me after I soloed even, she goes, I'll fly in an airplane with you all the time. I'll never drive in a car with you. I was actually a licensed pilot before <laughs> I was a licensed driver. Like I was hitching rides to get to the airport to fly. And that's how I paid for the airport ride was my friends. Hey, you can drive. Drive me to the airport. I'll take you flying for free. <laughs> you know, because wow. I couldn't drive till I was like almost 19. Wow, what a unique story. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that people think is that it's in your blood, uh, aviation. It truly is in your blood. That's for sure. Uh, from the background you're talking about. But what did now, if you look back, do you think, um, did you have any idea what part of aviation you were going to get into? Were you sure you're going to go to the air show route or the airline route? Yeah, I've always been very sure of what I wanted. But, you know, I think that can relate to a lot of people out there is what you want is not normally what you get. Um, but you got to stay with it. Airlines, as long as you really focus on it and you invest, it's a huge investment, huge sacrifice, huge investment. You know, you got to really put yourself way out there. Um, there's a lot of steps I did to building time. I was very fortunate to have my dad as my flight instructor too, all the way up to my commercial. Then when it became, became very creative to build my time for the airlines and I got lucky there too. Uh, by the, the airport that I had worked at when I was fueling airport planes at 16, that was my job. You know, I never really worked fast food and stuff like that. I was working at the airport. Uh, I got to know everybody, all the pilots. I'd, you know, wash airplanes and, and do things like that to build time, and, you know, airplane wash for an hour, you know, flight. And then a guy that actually ran the airport owned an engineering for, firm and he had a couple of Beechcraft Dukes and that's what I, and then I'd also got my AMP in college. So that transition time, between college to the airlines, I was flying for him, but he couldn't insure me. So I was flying for him for free and then working at night as his mechanic to pay the bills. So I was working about 14 to 16 hour days for about six hours of pay, <laughs> you know, so uh, that's that's the big sacrifice. But that's where I knew I wanted to do it because I always wanted to do that, you know. And then the air show side, um, it was been a very, very – yeah, I don't know what word to really use there. It's been challenging at times. You know, it's a it's a typical entertainment industry avenue. Um, it's just a very interesting. It's like trying to make it in Hollywood or music or anything like that. Meeting my, my my wife Natalia, I mean, she's really buckled me down and got me to think as a business person and all that has really got me to realize that flying in an air show is really about ten percent of your business. Everything else is around it. I mean. Even today, wearing my hat, didn't know if it was gonna be on video or not. But by God, I'm gonna give Softy a pitch, <laughs> you know, right. and stuff like that. Uh, but she's over here taking pictures, so uh, <laughs> she won't come on camera. She's not Wonder Woman. Uh, but, but at any rate, you know, um, yeah, I've always, I've always known the path I wanted to go to, but it's been very challenging at times because I've had lots of curveballs thrown at me. But you just you dodge them, you know. But I think now we're starting to see some challenges for people because, you know, lately it's been if you could, you know, 
fog a mirror, you could get a job in aviation. That's changed somewhat now, and things have gone to a different direction. But I think it's great that you you talk about what you've done. I think in doing what you did, hanging around the airport, et cetera, I think that helped a lot. Um, and, and just hearing your story, we all need to do that. We need to actually really buckle down and realize, hey, we take whatever we can to get some flying time. Right. Yeah, you really got to. And now, I mean, we just went from a, you know, situation where airlines were starting up flight schools by themselves like ours did to get pilots. And now that's all out the window. You know, I mean, granted, God forbid, I hope it all works out, but we're no longer in a pilot shortage by, you know, the end of the year. It's going to be a pilot surplus in an unfortunate sense, but it's going to come back. But now you're going to have to get. These, these kids that are in college and things like that, learning to fly and, and not honestly, when I'm out at the airport with the show plane, I'm amazed that the last probably, I don't know, six, seven years, I don't see the kids coming out to the airport as much anymore. You know, air shows and stuff like that's going to be different. But when I used to practice and things like that, you get people out there all the time. And, and I just think that it's become more accessible elsewhere. You know, they can go to a flight school, they can get grants, they can do all these things. These airlines have these programs and stuff where, poof, you know, it's not like the old times, like when we did it, like, well, wash, wash for food, you know? <laughs> um, and now it's going to, I think it's going to come back to that, you know? Well, the, the one good thing about it, uh, a shining light is they get to know all the different parts of aviation. I think sometimes we forget that uh, a good example is some people don't even know how to fuel an airplane. and They've got a license. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My wife actually we got on this uh I think she was listening to one of your podcasts last night or something. We were listening to it, you know, and, and getting a feel at everything and She's talking about uh, you had one of your guests, and they're talking about starting to learn to fly. And my wife looked over at me, and she's like, "How much do you? How many hours do you need to teach?" And I said, "About two fifty, whatever it takes you to go from commercial to CFI. Yeah, three hundred hours, and you can teach. That's not safe." I'm like, "Oh man, if you even knew." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, if you look at the military, I mean, they have their people soloing in jets within under yeah. two hundred hours. So yeah. it's all based on the training, really. It is. I had um, always wished that, and and honestly, I'm working on that like you know with the air shows and stuff like that of trying to get my name as it gets bigger and bigger and things and uh i feel really like i've got a good relationship with the faa you know when i go to the air shows and stuff on all the inspectors and one thing i would love to do towards the end of my quest is to be able to get where they can get some sort of a, an nprm the notice to propose rulemaking to to allow airline pilots to teach outside freelance go to flight school be able to do that there should no you know not be a a restriction on that because they basically put it as time for hire, you know, and you know that it goes towards your, your 121 time and, re and regulations and everything. And I, I am a way better instructor right now than I was, when I was instructing, you know, I mean, when I was instructing, I, I was going to places like Spearfish, South Dakota and all this. Now I'm going in and out of DC and LaGuardia and all these places, you know, it's like I could teach way better. Yeah. Right, right. And it's interesting with the new rules. Um, it's really, you know, has changed a little bit as far as allowing people to instruct. It all depends on the airline. And that's right. the biggest thing is convincing the airline. Luckily, my airline's okay with me doing it. But yeah. one thing there, a good point uh, that you brought up is that they really, if you are with an airline right now and you want to give back and you want to start teaching, make sure you, you get 
go past your airline and say, hey, listen, I want to do this. Is it okay? And get it in writing. Get an email or something in writing because I've seen it backfire a few people. Yeah. You got yeah. to be careful. That's that's for sure. You know, let's let's talk about your airline route first, and then we'll go into the air shows. Um, sure. As as far as getting to the airline, how long did it take you? And uh, I noticed you said there was all these different jobs. I mean, from the time that you got your license till the time you actually walked in the door. Uh, let's say I got my license in 1997. I was an airline FO for Republic in 2004 uh, and a captain by 2006. And I haven't moved. I've been here for 16 years and I, love it, honestly. And what do you like about it? Um, well, I was I, I love one our size. We're not gigantic by any means. We're big for a regional airline, but I love the size. I love the management. It, you know, I it, in fact, it, it's kind of cool to say here on your show. You know, the, the company that makes my fire suits actually has donated fabric uh, to there in the surgical side to United Airlines, which my wife works for. Um, and I'm working on trying to get that for Republic as well, so they can make masks and stuff. Um, so that's kind of a cool feature there. But when when I reached out to our company. I reached out to our corporate communications course and they're all over. So I didn't get a response very quick. I went right to the CEO and he responded, you know, and we were talking. So, I mean, that kind of uh, chemistry and, and, you know, closeness that you could just reach out to your upper management and they respond is pretty awesome. You know, I text my chief pilot um, and they seem like they really do try. I mean, you always get the business politics. You're going to get that in anything. And I tell our first officers that, that, or new and all that stuff. I'm on our mentoring committee and, and things like our mentoring team and all that. Um, but I just, I, I love the size of it and the family feel of it. And we still go to big airports. We go to small airports. That's a thing too. That's kind of neat. You know, I always tell people, I go seven, triple seven to China, no offense to that, but I can't stay in an airplane that long. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can't stay in a pit right. for an hour and a half, you know, so I'm yeah, always I'm, moving. <laughs> I got a, I got a two and a half hour butt and that's about it for me. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm glad you said that because I, some people who've listened to me for a while, I'll tell them I really miss the regionals. I mean, I've flown to every state because of the regional airlines and I'm not quite doing that anymore. Uh, the bigger the plane you get into, the, the more you fly just to that one place and back a lot of times. Right. Not that it's bad. I mean, I, I, right. I do enjoy what I'm doing, but I miss going to do, you know, Des Moines. You know, I'm yeah. not going to Des Moines anymore. And the little towns throughout the country. And then all of a sudden going to LaGuardia, you right. know, or to do a JFK, which is the kind of flying that you're doing. It, it gives you that great mixture uh, of flying, which I think is incredible. So you're uh, looking at staying where you are for a career at the regionals, yeah. I'm assuming? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving it. I'm in the top like 230 in the company out of about 3,000 pilots with the COVID stuff and everything right now. I think they've furloughed maybe 60 or something like that is what they're talking about. It wasn't really that big. I'm, I'm sure it could possibly go, you know, it all just depends. That's the one thing. That's the hardest part is we kind of regulate based on what the bigger one, what our coach here does. Um, but when it when you, to me, in a sense of job security, you know, we operate for all for Delta, American and United. So we get hit three ways, but we also have three ways of moving stuff around where, you know, we've had a lot of pilots that go to the majors and they're in trouble right now. You know, where I'm senior, I'm young, I'm sitting pretty. I mean, we had virtually have to go out of business for me, which would put me in a different, you know, like my dad actually had left me a voicemail the other day. You need to redo your flight instructors in case, you know, they're going to furlough. But I'm like, if there's no demand for pilots, why am I going to go be a flight instructor? I'm going to go, right. I'm going to go turn wrenches, you know? Um, but, 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I think to, for my sins, I, I'm loving it. Like, I just, you know, I mean, yeah, the money's better at the bigger places and things like that, but I'm doing the air show. I'm doing everything I want to do, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that as far as seniority, because I think people really discount that, especially with the regionals. I, I have a lot of friends at the different regionals I've worked for, and they are still there and they love it because of what you just said. That makes a huge difference because seniority, it means a lot, doesn't it? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, I was fortunate because I basically I basically flight instructed for about right at a year. You know, I was out of college and. May of 03, I was with the airlines in June of 04. So, I mean, it wasn't long at all. In fact, I worked for an actual 141 flight school for about three months. I did everything on my own. You know, I did 61. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the big thing is getting that number. Now, if, you know, when I got to be captain and, and you know, maybe when I was 28, 30, something like that, if I had a really big opportunity, and I did, there were opportunities like Southwest and Delta and all that. But for some reason, there was just something that I had this feeling that I just feel like this is the right place, you know, and seeing how my dad's career was with Ozark and a Ozark was a big airline. But if you look at their structure, the planes and everything else, they were basically a glorified region. If you look at it, they went to Kirksville, they went to O'Hare, <laughs> you know, right. and so that's kind of that. I think that's the vibe I feel is like I feel like until somebody buys us or something the way that happened with them, I'll wait till that happens if it ever did, you know. You know, it's funny how over the years we've shifted that term major airline pilot. Well, you know, you're flying an airplane with a lot more seats than a DC-3. And and that's actually, we consider that a major airline. I mean, the first airline I flew had 30 seats. And it's, you got to realize we, we've made these shifts over time as to what we call a major, but you're doing the same kind of flying. I, yeah, and I, I even wish, and it's it's one of those things, I guess we live in a, a life of labels, but honestly, we're not even really a regional, because I've always asked, I go, we we have bases in New York, we have bases in Houston, we serve Burbank for a while, we serve Sacramento for a while, it's like, what region are those? We're in North America, we go to Mexico, we go to South America, Canada, we're international, so it's like, to me, I like the Express mm-hmm. name, you know, we're an Express carrier. Why? Because we serve both cities, both types, the big cities, the small cities. To me, it's express, you know, no regional, no puddle jumper. I I don't know. You know, you actually can go to three countries in one day, you know, if you think about it, you know, it's uh, and and I've I've done it with the regionals, quote unquote. And uh, I think that's something we don't realize. And that, by the way, that experience you're getting, uh, if you're looking to go to somewhere else, to another airline is invaluable, I think. Yeah. Uh, especially when you start flying, uh, if you look at some of the majors down to like South America, et cetera, you understand uh, how to talk on the radio at an uncontrolled field. You know, the tower is closed every so often. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, uh, it's amazing how many guys at the majors get a little confused as to what yeah, do I do? <laughs> Are we on a right left down end or a left down end? I get that going into Durango a lot. You know? Or, man, the, that folks want to wait. So bad till that tower opens up to get the clearance. <laughs> I'm like, really? The frequency's right there. Just do it, you know. But, but yeah, you I know, get you. one thing I do want to say though, it is fairly rewarding financially too. I mean, you're a captain with a regional. You've been there for a while. I mean, it's not it's not a bad lifestyle at all. And, and no. so you, 
and you can have a good living. And, and a lot of people that do are at where you are, obviously a, a really senior person in an airline, they have other opportunities to do other things and they get involved in so much more and with the community, et cetera. And, you know, I, I love what you said about the fact that the people does your, your, your flight suits for your air shows actually donated some uh, to do some mass. By the way, who, what was the name of that company again? I was just going to say, it's Milliken Westex. <laughs> it's Westex by Milliken. But yeah, I believe Westex is a material type. Milliken's a company. Uh, they're back, actually based here in Chicago. Um, and it was actually a really interesting way that it happened because Natalia is huge with safety. You know, obviously my safety. Um, and she basically researched it all about fire retardant and, and resistant material and everything and emailed them and they supplied the fabric to what we wanted. And then she went to a different a company that made flight suits, vertical flight suits that they put it together. Um, so it was really neat. So, I mean, it's fun to know that I probably have one of the safest fire suits in the, in the industry because of that, you know, I'm hoping people will follow too. Yeah, so we'll have links in the show notes, by the way, and also to his website. Uh, it's actually really easy. Uh, Patrick McLean Air Shows, uh, and it's really easy to find, and uh, you have all your sponsors on there. But w- going back to the time that you have off, because now you've gotten into air shows, talk to us a little bit first about how much of an opportunity you have to go out and practice, et cetera, how many days off you have, and then let's kind of talk about uh, your air show life. Okay. Uh, like practice, like air show stuff? Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, how much time do you have? How many days off do you have a month, first of all? Uh, well, right now, because of the way the schedule has been. <laughs> uh, yeah, on a normal month, I get 15 to 18, and I move a lot of stuff around. And actually, it's funny because, again, that's another thing with the culture here. People know me and what I do, and they'll be, you know, a lot. Of, I've never really had a problem dropping trips for shows, dropping trips because I needed extra days to practice or whatnot. And I try to practice. Um, three or four flights a day when, when I'm off, which is three to four days a week. Uh, and then, you know, and sometimes I don't even do that. I'll run through my routine really good, make sure everything's good. Then I like to elevate and, you know, practice maybe some new stuff. Last year was crazy because a lot of my shows just ran together. So during my time that where I wasn't doing shows, I was either going back and forth to show to a show or flying extra airline stuff, you know, because so, I wanted to do some mods on the plane and things like that. So I didn't really get to do a lot of the practice that I wanted to do. I practiced for the show and that was it, you know. Um, and right now, I think I'm probably one of the, the fewer original pilots that's not totally in freakout mode uh, with cancellations because I've had a couple. I actually had my first one the other day, but I, I, I saw this coming. Like, I, I didn't I didn't push for shows like I normally do in December, January, because I was watching the news. I knew this was coming and I was like, I'm not going to make commitments and then know this is going to be bad. And you get the political stuff with deposits and things like that. I'm just not going to do anything till after July. And that one had just canceled. I think honestly, everything's going to cancel at least to September. Um, and then when Oshkosh canceled, that's a biggie. You know, you knew that was coming with sun and fun. And then, you know, if they cancel Oshkosh, it's, it's done to the fall. It's <laughs> a you know, uh, so but I had a lot of stuff planned I wanted to do this year anyways with media and we're, we're changing the scheme on the airplane, which isn't even done yet. Uh, it's, it's done, but we're getting stuff back together. Then I got to fly and we did different stuff. So the airplane may fly a little differently. So I got a lot to do even. So I'm, I'm, in a way, it's kind of fortunate that it happened this year, really, uh, so I can get all caught up on all this stuff. So the air show life is it's good that you can get caught up, but that's a, it's a business unto itself. I mean, really, people that are listening and say, hey, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I want to start a business as an airshow pilot. I don't want to go work at the airlines, etc. Um, 
I think we all kind of look at that and say, yeah, that'd be cool to do. But in reality, it's more than just showing up at an air show and flying. It's, it's practice, but it's also a business, isn't it? Yeah, and it's an investment. And you have to have a good day job to do it. You know, I, I really wouldn't be able to probably do it without the airline job. Um, possibly if I got something else or whatever, uh, or sponsors, you've got to have sponsors too. And, and that's where the business stuff really happens because, uh, you know, you're representing them. You got to remember to do stuff. And the more you get, <laughs> the more you got to remember, the more you got to represent, like one of my, you know, the sponsors that just did the, the scheme on the airplanes, actually a wrap company, they're, they're the vinyl wrap, it's vinyl images and design, uh, in St. Louis. And, you know, he was asking me a lot of different things to do with him. Like, Hey man, it's representing you, whatever you guys want, you do it. And so, and then I've got a, a sponsor in Italy who does my propeller. And of course we've had stuff right now cause they're going crazy with, with, you know, obviously the markets over there, the way Italy was hit. Uh, but they're doing excellent. And, uh, but I might be talking to them at three or four in the morning, <laughs> you know, right. so, uh, and we did even have one in China for a little bit. And the final, I was like, all right, enough of the international sponsors <laughs> right now. Yeah. I actually changed our Facebook page hours. My wife put like eight to five or something Monday to Friday. I just did 24 seven. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually interesting. You brought that up because a lot of folks don't realize all that part of the business is that it's a sponsors. It's constant. And, uh, one of the things that I see with a lot of the air shows, pilots you know obviously with sun and fun and all is the it's a constant look for those sponsors isn't it it is and honestly it was kind of a blessing in disguise it's all part of my crazy story but back in 2017 make a really long story short i was doing battling some stuff and things in court with a past life and stuff like that with a rhymes with ex-life um my daughter's over here so i won't say it completely but at any rate um yeah, we had some custody things we were going through and things like that. So I didn't fly for a season um, and didn't fly at all, actually. And I had to do some other stuff, though, for, you know, income and things like that. And I actually freelanced ADT security. Um, and I had no idea. The only thing I knew about a security system is really loud if you broke into a house with one, you know. <laughs> so I learned how to how they all worked and installations and selling it in four days. And we actually, the owner, it was a basically almost like a franchise type of thing. So the owner of the company that, that sold for ADT had meetings every week, sales meetings, stuff like that. I was back into sales stuff. And uh, I'll tell you, that was actually a really good thing for the overall development because I learned how to sell. I learned how to pitch a product to somebody. You know, I mean, as an air show pilot, we're selling a service. We're selling a service to our sponsors of how we're going to represent them, how we're going to sell their products. So by learning those uh, attributes to put into my toolbox, I was able to sell myself a little better to shows, you know, give the... I, I understood how to sell a service because I was selling a security service to people, complete strangers, you know, and the crazy thing is that we always actually had learned was if you can go to a door, knock on it, sell a security system to a sense where those strangers who do not know you let you into their home, you obviously know how to sell something to make them comfortable, right? I mean, it's how we worked it. So now I can do that to people who may not know me, who may have never heard of me, who may be in a different region, whichever. And I'll tell you, we since then, uh, we saw a huge difference in the big ICAST convention we go to in, in December uh, and things like that. And it's really starting to boost up. And honestly, I mean, I'm getting more sponsors through it, which is great. 
Um, and to me, air shows are great and you make money with them and everything else. But what I'm trying to do and work it with the media stuff and everything else is the fact that this COVID thing could happen again or never, ha- or never go away, say, and I can still make money doing an air show service without doing an air show. That's how I'm trying to promote it with doing a lot of different things with pop culture and just so many different avenues, making it very theatrical. So as an air show uh, business or pilot, what do you bring to an air show? Like what is it? This, what's the actual service you provide? Well, I mean, from an operational standpoint, I'm a high energy act in the biplane, you know? So, I mean, my, my mentors basically are skip steward for the show side of being in the pits. I mean, he kind of trained me, you know, or gave me good insight on how to fly the pits and a showmanship and all that. And then Greg Coons is another one who's actually, it's really good because they all know each other. And so that's great on my end, you know, because when you get one of these mentors, you have to have one basically because they requalify you every year. Uh, but you want to develop a relationship with them. And so I trust them with my life. You know, I mean, I trust them with my life, my family's life, my kid's life, because if I don't and I get hurt, that affects them. So you've got to have people that are not afraid to say, dude, you're screwing up, but also like you can go up and give a big hug to, you know. So that's that's on the operational, you know, of what I am routine wise. Now, what makes us unique is my wife. <laughs> we started this actually last year. OK. She comes from a media background. She used to write comic books. She's attended all the Comic-Con stuff. She's interviewed, you know, a lot of celebrities and things like that. She used to actually work for NBC, and she's very theatrical. Uh, Argue with her, and it gets really crazy. But at any rate, (laughs) she started doing this thing where she's like, you know, it'd be really interesting to cosplay, you know, dress up as a character at your shows. And we had done a lot of research in this before we even did it. We didn't just do it. It was years in the making. We walked the flight line, and... I would say there's probably not one shirt if you walk a flight line at an air show that's not pop culture related. You know, and people think of pop culture as oh, Iron Man or, or the Avengers or whatever like it's that. No, man, it's back to the future, Jurassic Park, you know, pop culture, Indiana Jones, things like that that was popular in our culture. So a lot of people don't realize that. And then it was funny because I gave a presentation in February on showmanship and, you know, people don't realize my airplane, we call it the Blue Demon. You got Skip Stewart with Prometheus. You got Sean Tucker with Oracle. You got the Alabama boys. I'm like, you guys really shockwave. It sounds like a freaking transformer, right? right? So I'm like, you guys realize how much pop culture actually influences our industry? I don't think people realize it. So she started doing a thing because my colors are very similar. Wonder Woman and Superman and all that, but in blue, yellow, and red, she started dressing up as Wonder Woman and she looks like her a lot. <laughs> so uh, we do then what's called a pre-show and a post-show. So before my routine, we go out through the crowd. We give out hero cards. She takes pictures with kids and fans, even adults, because they're like, whoa, my childhood hero. Uh, it's an amazing response that we got. It really was. And it's funny because you could tell the fans are not necessarily expecting it or ready for it, but it's a huge shock to them. And then afterwards, they do that. I fly, and then we do it again afterwards, and I sign their cards before we talk. And, and I mean, it's just been an amazing it's a great experience for him, you know. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, what's her name, Linda Evans. That was out there. Is that what, I think the uh, original Wonder Woman or whatever her name was. Who was the original Wonder Woman? Linda Linda Carter. Carter Carter from Wonder Woman herself. Yeah, right. right. Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman actually told us. And I totally blew that one. <laughs> she walked up to the camera. <laughs> but one of the things that I think is really cool about that is you took something and you you actually expanded on it 
And you know what you're doing is, from my perspective, is you're resonating with uh, all sorts of people, but even the younger folks, which I thought is really cool because it really inspires a lot of the youth. And it's not just about aviation. It really inspires some of the younger people. Uh, and so talk a little bit about that. I mean, some you do get to reach out to these people, oh, yeah. the younger folks at these shows. Oh, yeah. One thing I've always I've tried to even get through to our, you know, my co-performers uh, is that, you know, and I still feel like I'm building up in the industry, so I don't go too crazy on my Irish side. But one thing I try to tell people that that especially that are just getting into the industry is they look at you like a, we do a musician, Taylor Swift to a kid or, you know, an actor or whatever. This is our canvas. This is our screen. This is our microphone. So, you know. A kid, a Mickey Mouse to a five-year-old is like their greatest thing that has ever happened to them. To us, it's trivial. We don't know. We don't think of it like that. To an air show pilot, that's the same thing. You come out in your flight suit, that's huge to them, you know. And you can change lives like that. Um, my first air show, actually, no, my second air show ever in the industry was actually at my old college, um, University of Central Missouri, and I flew the show and I was actually the only performer. It was like a little expo they were doing. They just wanted to have an air show. I mean, they waved it and everything, but they didn't want to have a full lineup. And then after that, they had a huge show, which was great. Uh, the years, the years later, but at any rate, I'll never forget walking the flight line. And I was nervous, you know, brand new at doing this. A guy came up, shook my hand, took a picture with me. And I talked through part of my routine too. And I told him that, or he told me, he said, you know, he goes, I'm a ex state trooper. And I was shot in the line of duty. And he said, you're listening to you and how passionate you are about what you do made me realize that I've been scared this whole time and I've been operating a desk, but now I want to go back into the field. And I was like, wow, man, you know, that made me feel amazing. But then I'm like, gosh, I hope I didn't just make this guy walk into a bullet or something, you know. Uh, but no, I mean, you get stories like that. And that's honestly, sometimes when you think of it, when you have tragedies happen and crashes and unfortunately things like that you wonder why do you still do this uh, but we change lives no different than any other entertainment avenue and i'm trying to build that that's why i get so theatrical with things and I'm, i think our you know kinetic energy is down here but we have the potential to be way up here you know um, yeah I, I definitely agree with that you know it's a lot of work it's a lot of work oh i can imagine i could imagine and you know i think that's something that and i'm glad you you tuned in on that because there's some people i remember interviewing one of the thunderbirds and telling him that you know you're larger than life to most people and i think we don't realize that sometimes and and no matter what you're in you're a professional whatever people really look up to you especially as an air show performer and and a lot of times you have to be careful you're your words really matter. What you say really does matter because you never know how it's going to resonate. Just like this person in the story you right. told, you're, you're inspiring people you don't realize, and exactly. and that's what's wonderful about having uh, this avenue to inspire people not just to move forward in their aviation careers and their lives in general. I think that's awesome. That's really right. really awesome, and, and uh, it's really and, important too. Like one thing I, I try to to tell people also is, and some people can't depending on their act. Um, but for the most part, I try to tell people, don't be the tale of three performers in one person. Go out. You're you. Be yourself. Be who you are. Let these people see you. Don't don't put on something that you wouldn't wear on a normal day. Obviously, you're not going to wear your fire suit to Chick-fil-A. But my point is, when I'm not in that, I wear my normal clothes that I wear every day. I look the same, you know, uh, because the more people, that makes you relatable. 
you know, if you look like somebody you're not supposed to be, they're not going to come up to you, <laughs> you know? Right. And I know a lot of people there that, and there's people out there. I mean, even on the airline side, there's people I'd say, man, I love them to death outside there, but I would never fly with them, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. and, or, or there's people in the industry, I'm like, man, I love them to death. I would never work for them ever. I would right, kill them, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's what I drive is, and the same person you're talking to now, you would talk to at another air show, you know, just be, be who you are. Yeah. And that's really important in any business, but especially if you're looking at getting into the, like the air show business, that type of thing. Also a big thing I, and, and you've already talked about it. I think it's really important to give back to the community. Obviously you're doing that through your inspiration and, and all that you're doing there, but there's so much more, just like you said, uh, the company again, that, that helped out with the masks, uh, you know, they, that's right there is giving back. And it wouldn't happen without you doing it. Right. And we do a lot at our shows, too, where the ones that we can get certain things to, we do different things, actually, at every show. Uh, but like my wife, again, she had one of her artists that she worked with with the comic book stuff uh, build up a children's activity book. And the cool thing is that she's very observant of me getting to and from shows and all that. And I'm always going around weather or something, right? There's always a challenge and a journey. So we call it <laughs> the blue demons, extreme flying adventures because extreme fly all that. Uh, and it's a picture of the airplane stuff and there's mazes and, and different things that we do in it. Uh, but the cool thing that's actually original too, is each show is in this book that we signed for that year. So, you know, next year, if they want to be in the book, they sign us. And, and so we'll do always oh, traveling to this show, to this show. So every show is promoting itself in a fun way for kids. The parents see it because they're with the kids. We've got our QR code on it. So when you scan it with the phone, it takes you to all of our social media. Um, and then like my business card, you scan it, it goes to my website. So we've even got our QR codes set up. So it takes you to different avenues depending on who we give it to, you know. Uh, we've got VR glasses we'll give out certain places. And then even some places, if my wife drives to a show, we'll take our tent. And I'll actually put the tent, it's one of those big tents, you know, up. And I'll hang out with people all the way up to about an hour before I fly, you know. And, and then I'll, I'll prep and get my stuff going. But I'll just sit there and hang out with people. And, you know, I've, I've seen, like, military vets that have their hats on and they look hot as could be and they need some shit. I'm like, man, come over here. You need a water, you know, and take care of them. You know, one of the things you touched on, I think is really important is uh, what you're just saying is being relatable and, and reaching out and having interviewed many different performers. I think the favorites are the ones that are just like yourself that you can actually just talk to about anything. And uh, and they are real people just like you and I. And I, I think that's something we don't realize is, is that they are. And when you are relatable like that, I think another thing it does for somebody uh, is it, it makes them realize that they can do this themselves. And I think exactly. that's really important, really. Right. And I think that hats off to you for doing that. I think that's terrific. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's sometimes you get out there, people got to be pulled off of certain clouds, you know. Like, exactly. Like, nobody knows who you are at Walmart. You know, <laughs> no. I yell at the name, they ain't got no, you know, it's not, not yeah. A, Harrison Ford, you know, or something, yeah. but some people <laughs> – you know? Right. No, I get it. I get it. You know, one of the things that I think is important, too, during this whole crisis is, uh, and people might be listening to this years from now, there's always going to be something. Um, for those younger folks that are listening right now, or, or just anybody, really, what advice would you give to somebody who's just getting started in aviation right now? And this is something they really want to do. Uh, right now, just don't give up. Um, that's the biggest thing. It depends on what stage you're at, but if you're at a flight school and you can't fly because it's closed or whichever, uh, 
you know, there's always things you can do better in the book. You can always research, even pick up something that, um, you know, might be something of historic value that something about the history of an airline, if you want to go to the airlines or something and, and help your knowledge a little bit or anything like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a very hard, um, situation right now, but it's not going to get worse. I mean, it, it's gonna, it's temporary. And, um, uh, we've been through things like this for so many years. I mean, you go back in my dad's career, even, I mean, he's gone through two mergers. He's, he retired. I think one of his friends even said that they actually went through and did the average base pay on him and of his entire career. He retired on seven, five, seven, six international was American. It was DWA then, but American. Uh, and he was actually, his average pay was that of a narrow body captain. <laughs> and he was a wide body because of all the mergers, you know, right. and he went through nine 11 and all that. And, and that's, what's going to happen, but it's going to come back. And, and I always tell people, if you want something bad enough, you're going to protect, it. you know, just like if a burglar comes through your home, Oh my God, oh, you're going to, you're going to destroy them when you might not be a fighting person. Right. right. Same thing is you just got to don't give up and just keep pushing. Just think about what's that next thing I can do to better myself and what, whatever I'm doing. And that, that doesn't even just go for aviation. I would tell people, I don't care if you want to be an underwater basket weaver professionally. If that's it, go swimming in your bathtub. If you can't make it to, you know, right. do something that just better yourself with it. Um, like me, I mean, I'm doing this, this stuff online and just things that is promoting our business. It's promoting our sponsors. I'm, I'm thinking what's better things I can do there. I put, built a green screen studio in my house, you know, and um, I literally brought my parachute back for being repacked. So I'm going to do some cool photos there and send it to them. They love that stuff, you know, oh, and, yeah. and so there's things like that. And it's just biggest things, just constantly keep at it. You, you'll, they'll get there, you know? Yeah. And you can't give up. I mean, there's, no. uh, and like you said, it's just constantly doing something. That's for sure. You know, Patrick, this, this has been great having you on. Um, Thank you. really the, one of the things I want to make sure people do is go out and check out, uh, your website, Patrick McAlee air shows. But, uh, one of my favorite, things that you do in social media if you don't mind me saying is uh, i really i really like a lot i do <laughs> yeah there is a lot instagram is my favorite i think that it's really cool what you're doing out there so uh, i highly recommend going out and checking that out good photos uh whoever's doing your photos is doing a great job uh and it's fun so you're saving money on that that's for sure but <laughs> yeah <laughs> But as far as reaching out to you, and people can find you, obviously, on your website, in our show notes here. If you have questions, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, and we'll, we'll forward them on. I'm sure a lot of people will have questions. Well, what's next? Where, where are we going to see you uh, in the future? I know it's hard to say right now, I guess, but what's next? <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to be all over online, obviously, but that wouldn't have even changed. I planned on, like I said, always doing this. Um Right now, the next the next show would be Scott City, Kansas, September 11th. Um, but that's you know obviously dependent on whatever happens. But I mean, we're gonna build up like what I want to do with this YouTube thing uh, is not just the usual be showing how to do something in the sim and stuff like that. Is I'm gonna integrate it to the real plane. I'm gonna do a lot more media stuff. We're gonna do flybys at cities and photo flights and things like that. I want to have other people on that type of show to talk to like. Yeah, I like to even call Skip one day and say, hey, would you be willing to talk to me? And and just like do like almost like this, but like you just call up somebody, hey, man, how's it going today? You know, and stuff like that and, and give people those experiences. Um, but that's where we're going next is just a lot more, uh, you know, overall media. My goal is to build it to where you're constantly seeing an air show style. I just I'll look at other people and what they're doing and I just take that and be like, what can we do to go past that? You know, constantly be past 
where they're going. We've got the resources to do that. We're very innovative. Um, you know, Natalia, we're going to actually do it, which I can't really announce it yet because I don't want it public yet. Um, but there's a big thing coming that's not necessarily air show related, but we're going to bridge two big industries together, which I'm hoping possibly by June, if I can get the funding down, but it's going to be great for the industry because we're going to pitch it in entertainment, but not necessarily at an air show, you know, but it's going to bring, and we've already experimented with it a few times. So we're going to, we're doing a lot of different things. Uh, we don't necessarily need air shows to keep going. We love them. Absolutely. But you know, as a business person that does this for, to eat, <laughs> we've right. got to be innovative and different, you know. That's a great lesson right there. Be innovative and different, whether uh, you're an air show pilot, airline pilot, whatever you're doing. It's, uh, again, I, I commend you for moving forward. That's awesome. And uh, talking to Patrick McAuley, uh, Patrick McAuley Air Shows, a high energy act, really, uh, really awesome choreographed and where else can you meet Wonder Woman and get your book signed by Wonder Woman and Patrick? So I think that's really cool. I love the fact you're reaching out. And I can't, can't wait to see you out there on the air show circuit. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, too. So if you're listening right now and you've heard what he said and you're inspired, one thing that's really important is that when you're you turn this off, I don't want you to just stop and just look at the the web pages and you should. You should look at Patrick McAleer shows on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. But I want you to take action. I want you to take one step today. It could be something really small looking up his website, Facebook page, watching the YouTube videos, but I want you to take action and do something today to move forward in your life in your career. We'll talk to you next episode and safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.